You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Welcome back to the show, visionaries. I have to admit something. This episode that I'm airing today was actually recorded almost 20 months ago, and I don't know what happened, but it slipped through the cracks. I fell into a time warp, and it never got released in season six when it was originally supposed to air. What on earth happened? I don't know. However, I just went back and listened to it and it's such gold and my guest today is so inspiring and so beautiful that I needed to put this episode out to you all. So in this episode, I am sitting down with Henrietta Devine and she is the founder of Tagulon, which is a Vancouver-based company creating super soft, sustainable teas, tanks, and comfies to share the love of the gifts Mama Earth gave us. Henrietta is also a published author, a speaker, and she's committing to increase the natural vibration of being through our connection with the outdoors and our relationship of Mother Nature. So you can basically get a vibe of who she is just by that bio. But essentially, Henrietta and I used to be in the same business mastermind group, and I always loved hearing her perspectives, getting to know her, and seeing her evolve as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a personal brand. There's so, so much goodness in here. And just as I was catching up on Henrietta's life because we haven't spoken in a while. I was on her Instagram and I just watched the most incredible supermoon sound bath or sound sprinkle as she calls it. And she did this for the supermoon and she's like playing, uh, it's like a 40 minute concert essentially. And I put some headphones in, I listened to it and it acted as kind of a pre-workday meditation for me. So you've got to go to Henrietta Devine's Instagram. You can find her at Henrietta Devine and I'll have that in the show note, but you're going to absolutely adore what she does both on her personal Instagram. And you can also go check out Tagulon uh, if especially you're in need of some custom clothing. So in this episode, we are going to dive into the moment that the download and the idea for her business came to be and kind of what happened from there. We talk about the meaning behind the brand name and how she created this brand. We talk about how she got her first spot at a farmer's market and actually began to sell her products. She shares why having a deeper purpose and mission behind the company is so important to her. We talk about being fucking brave in all that you do and how that's so important if you're going to step into the next version of yourself. 
the importance of community comes up a lot. And that's something that I know she prioritizes and just making sure you are leveraging relationships in business and in life. So Wow, there's a lot of good stuff tucked into this episode. I know you are going to love it. If you do want to connect with Henrietta, you can find her on Instagram at Henrietta Devine, like I said, or her website is just her first and last name as well. So I'll link all of that in the show notes. Enjoy today's episode. And even though it's a little bit late, it is nonetheless such an incredible episode. So enjoy. Henrietta, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today to chat about really all things Henrietta and the business that you've created. And I know you have so much wisdom to share just in the short time that I've gotten to know you through our mutual mastermind community. Um, You have such a big heart and such a big smile, and I can't wait to introduce you to the Visionary community. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Kelsey. That's quite the... um... That's a lot of love to receive. So thank you. <laughs> you gotta warm up the guests, you know. <laughs> <laughs> warm and fuzzy. Here we are. All right. So Henrietta, your bio claims that you're an enabler of all good things. And I love that. So as an enabler of all good things, good conversation, good connections, good product, good vibes, I thought I could ask you for some tips on how we all, as the visionary community, how we can enable more goodness in our lives. So here's the first question I have for you. Where's the best place to have a really good conversation? Oh, this is such a great question. The best conversations, oh, there's so many that come up. It's like the breakfast table, the living room floor, and an outside walk, a hike outside. There, everything is just comfortable. There's no formality to it. You know, it just allows for that space to have uh, just a relaxed, good feeling come through. Mm, I love that. I love all of those answers. And I had a feeling you wouldn't say through a text message. So that's good. (laughs) Um, But in this new online world, what would you say is one way to have a good connection with someone if we're forced to do it through a screen? Yes, this is so great. So whether you're doing a one-on-one or you're in a group, really face the screen. And if you can get used to looking at the green dot in the camera, <laughs> it makes for a deeper connection. Oddly enough, I, I'm looking at you. I have you positioned up close to it because um, I love reading body language. I, I like seeing the responses. Oh, there she is. <laughs> she looked right at me again. <laughs> Uh, But when you do that, it really starts to shift uh, where the focus in the conversation is. Uh, So I'm working on that. So thank you for reminding me. Uh, And also, like, really face the screen and remove any of the distraction. So figure out where your light is. Figure out, like, what's going on in the background. You know, if you're in your kitchen, I get it. We're all working from home. But let's tidy up the distractions so that there's less of that there. Mm, Such good tips. What would you say is one good product that you've purchased in the past few months that you use daily or that you are loving right now? Mm, So um, several come to mind, like a really good cocoa butter for my skin. I love that. Uh, 
uh, a friend of mine, Tasha Ruth, over the holidays, she had created her own signature scent for hand sanitizer. So instead of getting that, um, the byproduct smell of, uh, like a lot of distilleries are creating, and it has a it has a scent to it. So she's created essential oils with that. So I find that I carry that around a lot with me. Um, and of course, like masks. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say like we we make a mask, and so having that carried around with us all the time seems kind of necessary. So those are some. Oh, and like really good socks. I love a good pair of socks. <laughs> I love how these like otherwise mundane things, like I'm like, oh, hand, hand sanitizer, oh, socks, or, you know, whatever it is, you're like, oh no, you can get like a really good quality pair of socks or a really good smelling hand sanitizer. It's like, oh yeah, that does exist, right? Um, to kick us off, in a non-COVID world, what do you do on a Friday or a Saturday to pack in some really good vibes? Yeah, great question. Because it's when this uh, whole new life started to come onto the rest of the world. I was like, I'm, we're doing this already. I'm doing this already. Like living room dance parties in the middle of the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that, that's a uh, regular. So I find myself uh, more often having music and I listen to all kinds of music. Uh, mostly without lyrics so it sets like a vibration in the room um when I'm at home and when I'm at the office the same thing of like coming in setting the environment lighting my incense uh making myself a warm cup of tea there's all of these um doing this so like sensory tactile things that make me feel really good and I've become more aware of that right so when I'm at home working, uh, you know, that comfy pair of jogging pants <laughs> that no one's seeing down below. Uh, there's more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? With the comfy socks. Um, I'm not dressing up as much anymore. Like I looked at my closet and was like, ah, oh, these blazers, so many beautiful blazers. When am I going to wear them? Um, and I'm not wearing them out. Uh, so that's been different. Mm. I think those two are sort of the most noticeable ones. And there's less um, planning to go out and do things because there aren't things to go out and do, right? Like going to the movie theaters, I drove by the theater the other day and I was like, oh yeah, that used to be a thing. <laughs> you know, like going to places isn't as much. And the plus side to it is that the time is now going outside and walking mm -hmm and finding a mountain to hike and exploring a new trail. Uh, so there's a lot more of that. It was, it is, it always has been a part of the daily, but now it's even more so. Yeah, it's like back to a more simple schedule, um, scheduling almost, and less options and decision fatigue because our options are pretty simple these days. Yeah. <laughs> and a blessing in a way. Yeah. Um, now let's go back to what you were up to in the years before launching your business. So take us back, whether it's the one year before launching or the many years, what path were you following? Ooh, I grew up knowing that I was going to be a criminal lawyer. I was like, I <laughs> yeah, 
then I got into the environment and I was like, these are not my people. This is, this is not the place I'm going to be in. I went into more of a corporate role. I started building out enterprise resource planning systems for an Italian manufacturing company. And we bought out a Canadian and the U.S. manufacturing. And so I created the planning system that has all of these three countries talking together, along with the manufacturing that's required to build a component. Uh, so I was really kick-ass at doing that, <laughs> I did that pretty well and trained multiple people within different departments so that the communication is there. Um, and then I realized like this isn't, this also isn't what I'm meant to do. There's always been this, uh, my dad has been an entrepreneur and, and I have that entrepreneuring, pioneering bit in me. Um, and I, I just the, the nine to five and quite honestly, later than five o'clock, right? Like when you're in the office, you're like, oh, I gotta be in the office and I gotta start early and I'm taking work home with me. Like, this isn't what I wanna do. And so in the transition of trying to figure out like, what am I doing with my time now? I was doing yoga every day, meditation every day, going to my home practice. Um, and I was really asking like, what should I be doing? And there wasn't any, it, this went on for like months uh, months, I was going to say maybe even years of like, no, not even a full year, but asking like, what is, what is it that I'm intended to do? And during that time, I was out in the community garden here in Vancouver. We have a, a, along the seawall, there's a lot of community gardens. And so at our building, we had one and we were tilling the soil and I was pulling carrots from the ground. And this toddler comes running up and he's like, oh, gross, that thing's covered in dirt. I was like, yeah, it's covered in dirt. Carrots grow in the ground. There's other things in here too. Get your hands in here and we can find some potatoes and maybe some worms and it'll feel really good. This little kid's face like lit up, so excited, about to get his hands into the dirt. And his mom comes running over and she's like, no, 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 stop. I don't want you to get your hands dirty. I don't want your clothes to get dirty. You're going to a party later. Get out of there. Grabs his little hands and yanks them out from the community garden. That moment of seeing him so wide-eyed and curious and wanting to get his hands dirty just like that instantaneously by his own mom turns to anger frustration sadness you could even see him pulling his body away from her wanting to return back to the garden and that really stuck with me i was like oh my gosh this poor child not only did he lose that opportunity of just playing in nature getting curious getting dirty now there's like this moment of separation from mother nature and all of those joys. And it's such a young age as well. And being uh, living in the city, realizing a lot more kids are growing up in the city, they will not have access to green space, to even understanding where their food comes from. The only opportunity they would have is if they go to the grocery store with their parents, because let's be real, <laughs> it's a handful to bring them. But if they do, that will be the only time that they see perfectly stacked fruits and vegetables. Will they know where they come from? Maybe, maybe not. And so that night as I was going to bed, it, I, everything about my company it just came to me. The colors, the texture, the type of fabric that I use, the prints that I would use on them. I grew up with a backyard garden. Um, my grandfather taught me how to backyard garden. 
we had chickens growing up. It took me a long time before I realized that people actually don't grow their own fruit. And I was like, what? <laughs> Vegetable soup from your own garden is the best. And so all of those things as a kid came flooding back and hearing my grandfather speak and like making fun of food, like let's get dirty and cultivate. And oftentimes you hear these things in the yoga studio as well, like root down through your big toes, set your intention, cultivate your community. All of these things were just like, it all made sense. And so when I woke up and I started looking around about this, I'm like, oh, wow, there really is no focus in this area. How can I give back to community? I know I can print these apparel. I know that the proceeds can go back into communities. As I traveled throughout the years with Tegelon um, and gone to different cities throughout North America, I can see the like, desire for more understanding of where the food comes from, what does healthy living look like? What does it mean when we start eating more green foods? Um, and it doesn't always have to be organic, although that is a better choice, but just choosing instead of a packaged, over-processed food to a natural state food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is so cool. And oh my gosh, like I felt my heart there when you said that that kid was pulled away from you and really his his desire to be curious was basically like tapped on and said, don't do that. Um, and I think that for so many of us, like there are those moments in our childhood growing up where we were doing something harmlessly, but then maybe our parents stepped in and just that one situation kind of left a scar on us. And maybe for that kid, it was like, don't be curious about how mother nature works or even like where your food comes from. And that's likely how our society got to where we are today of people assuming that carrots are only in perfect shapes and that your meat somehow just like, I don't know what people think, where it's like grown and where it's pastured. And there's just such a disconnect. And I love that for you, that was actually a catalyst moment. Like some people think, oh, you must like be born with this idea for a business, or you must have been thinking about this for months and years. But sometimes it is in a single moment that maybe it radiated through your whole body. Like I have to do something about this. And you said you kind of got the whole download that evening when you went to bed. So I'm kind of curious and I'm sure the audience is wondering too, like, did you wake up the next morning and like quit your job and um, just like go full speed ahead on Tegulon or did it have to become like a very slow process of like writing the business plan and seeing if this would pop was possible and asking for a lot of advice. So what was that like the next day when you woke up? Yeah, really great question. Hey, visionary, are you always trying to find clients? You're not reaching your monthly income goals and you're only half booked or partly booked and you'd love to become fully booked. Well, I've got something for you. I want to help you take your business from partly booked to fully booked and allow you to see your calendar filled up with dream clients to easily hit your monthly income goals and to work the amount of hours you desire. And I want to help you to figure out how you can have predictable growth and stable lead generation. So if you are great at what you do, but you're not yet fully booked, this is the workshop for you. I am teaching a two hour live implementation workshop for business owners, 
like yourself who want to go from partly booked to fully booked without complicated funnels or without expensive Facebook ads. The workshop's going to be held on Thursday, August 25th from 2 until 4 p.m. Eastern, and it's held on Zoom. And by the end of this workshop, you're going to understand the exact four-part framework for instantly simplifying your business. You're going to learn how to increase your prices and become the most valuable choice in your industry. And you're going to learn how to focus on doing your thing rather than feeling overwhelmed with all of the business and marketing stuff. I've got all the answers for you. So add your name and your email at becomefullybooked.com and save a spot in our next implementation workshop. That's becomefullybooked.com to save a spot in our next workshop. Like Mother Nature, everything takes time. And I already know that. I already knew that going in. It wasn't going to be like, okay, get up. I'm going to create the website. Three days, it's going to launch. This is going to be all the products. I was really wanting to understand because apparel wasn't part of my training, right? But I, I know what good clothes feel like. I know um, what it was that I wanted in texture and quality. I wanted to ensure there was sustainability. I wanted to ensure that, you know, kids were not involved in the creation of this apparel. And so it took a couple years of actually researching Where's the best manufacturer? Uh, can I get samples of the product? What is our communication style between different countries? What is it like to, to make it fully Canadian? And at the time, quantities were really high, like 50,000 pieces for one color, one size, one style. It's like, oh, that's a lot to commit to. How can I, how can I create this within my ability as I'm still learning and growing how this industry works. And so it took a couple years before my first launch. And when I finally printed, so I was printing like hand-pulled silkscreen. It is all still hand-pulled silkscreen, but it was one screen on the table, <laughs> like I did when I was a kid in my parents' basement. I was like, oh yeah, we're doing this again. <laughs> uh, and then sort of asking the people around me, hey, what do you think of this? And how does this fit? And what do these words feel like to you? And if I were to tell you the story around plant a seed and using the mustard uh, yellow color for it, does that make sense to you? Does that resonate with you? And really relying, not relying, knowing that what I was creating was meaningful and seeing the reply back to it. That transition was really fascinating. And so in the springtime, when I went to my very first market, it was three weeks before this market and um, one of the markets here in Vancouver, a lot of them actually are by jury selection. You apply almost two or three seasons ahead of time. They pick the people that they want. You go through a jury selection. Um, in the application, there's like pictures of your product, pictures of your setup, pictures of your logo, like the whole thing. I was like, wait a second. I Here's my cell phone for taking pictures with it. This is a sketch of what I think I'll have in my booth. And I was very just like as green as you could possibly be and fully honest and like, okay, I don't have pictures of the booth because this would be my very first market, but this is what a mock-up drawing would look like. Honestly, it was just like pencil drawing on <laughs> grid paper. Uh, and I told them the story and my mission um, and what our purpose is in educating children about urban agriculture and the proceeds from the sales of the t-shirts would go to community. 
And the response came back like right away. You've missed, you've missed the application deadline. Generally, we do this a year ahead of time. It is through a jury selection, but I've talked with our team and we want to make space for you at our market. Please be wow. ready in like three weeks time. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening. <laughs> I got to make more product for this show. I got to find fixtures to make my little 10 by 10 booth um, full in like a little shop. What does that look like? And quite honestly, Kelsey, everything, and it's still too, 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 true for today. Any decision that I say yes to, everything around it just flows. I knew that I wanted like an outdoor garden bench, like a potting bench um, and shelves and, and particular color blue of pot that the t-shirts would hang off of. And I went and I went to West Elm. West Elm was having a clearance on all of their gardening in the middle of spring. So all of their gardening stuff, plus an extra 70% off of that. And because it was a floor model, it was like 25% off of that. Just the price kept dropping and dropping and dropping where it was, like everything for my, for my setup was there like that. There wasn't any like hunting or, or trying too hard. It just all came with ease. And from that moment, um, oh, and then getting to market, setting it all up. And then of course, everyone coming to the booth, friends and family, people that I don't even know and community coming out and going, oh my gosh, I love this. That sure is so funny. Or I say that, and this would make a great gift. And I see it over and over and over again. And so from that moment, I was like, okay, this is something. Um, and we're going to do more of it. Oh, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> I think, like, sometimes we try to wait till everything is perfect in order to start putting our business out there. Uh, for example, like, you might have waited until you had the booth set up and you had the perfect photos with something other than an iPhone that took them. And you had completed like maybe a mini market before you applied to this one. But I think like the lesson there for anyone listening who's starting a business is sometimes you just have to go for it and like share your heart and make a connection with a human being and show them that, Hey, I don't have it all figured out, but I will work my butt off to make sure I am ready. And I'm the best booth by the time this market rolls around because you yeah. just never know. And like you said, like, the answer is yes. Sometimes you just have to commit and then everything else will work itself out. You will figure out a way to get an awesome booth in yeah. that three week time period. So, you know, it's not always about just like getting all your ducks in a row and then telling the world what you're up to. Just get some opportunities under your belt and, and make it happen. Because once you have that timeline, you'll figure it out, right? Like there's no way you were not going to show up to that market. So I think that's really inspiring to hear. Um, I don't think we've talked about the name Tegulon. <laughs> it right. Um, so I teach a lot of graduating nutritionists at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, and one of the common questions I always get is like, "I'm stuck on what to name my business," and like, I, I don't know, like, you know, is this name or this word overused? So I love to ask my guests, "How did you come up with the name for your business? Is there a story? Is it just totally random?" What does Tegulon mean? Yeah, I always think things are, are, nothing's ever random. So there's a purpose behind everything. And then it's like, oh, well, what's the story behind that? And a lot of time, I hadn't really paid too much attention to the story until somebody asked me, like, oh, that actually is a story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Tegulon is a Filipino word. 
Um, and I actually struggled with it at the beginning, and sometimes I still do now because it doesn't roll off the tongue quite easily. But it's how the letters are displayed when you see it, you're kind of like, oh, I've seen that before. Where did I see it? And it kind of, and it sticks. And I know that the logo also sticks. There's a, an emotional charge around it. So there's something that's happening, happening subconsciously where they're seeing the letters and the fonts, um, the combination with the logo. And they're like, there's something happening here. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna remember it. And every time I see it, it, it brings back something. And then eventually it sticks. Uh, so Tagalog means rainy season in Filipino. Vancouver being a rainy city, <laughs> it seemed quite fitting to figure out something with rain. Um, Ulan means rain and tag is also a game of touch. So it could mean touching the rain or playing in the rain. I chose a Filipino word because uh, like I said, my grandfather taught me how to backyard garden. I come from generations of farmers on both sides where they've owned acres and acres and acres of farmland, still do fortunately. And so it was sort of my homage back to them. Uh, and it's also like just a little side story to that is because my parents from two different countries came to Canada to have a better life future for themselves and for their children and then having met each other here um, and again living in the place that I do I don't have access to farmland like they do and to think that the generations of knowledge that they've had to be lost on me because I'm to have like a make something better I was like, oh, that, that can't be, all of that cannot stop here. It must continue. Um, it, it feels very purposeful in that. Uh, the rain, also the symbol of rain, like when a rain drops in the water, it has this rippling effect out. It doesn't know when it lands, what it causes as it happens, but it does. And the more droplets that there is of that occurring, there's more and more impact that ripples outwards and creates like you like water one of my favorite beautiful and i'm glad that we stopped there to hear that story because I, I love how there's different elements to why you chose that name mm -hmm. let's kind of go back to that first market you had um i'm assuming you had some success at it so what happened from there did you like scale into a full-blown company after that was it a slow burn where you kept doing markets and then you know it, it came Something bigger can you kind of just take us through that messy early stage like what happened in that first year of having your business that first year was really and I would encourage anybody that first year be fucking brave just go and ask for not only ask if you're not used to asking but seek for those opportunities if you know that um, you know, I knew for me doing markets was a great way to be out in community and start at a pace that I can produce and manufacture these goods. I can display them. I can sell them. I can move product. Um, and I was fully in charge of all of it, every quality control around that. Um, I, I don't know if hiring somebody in that first year to... Uh, take over a part of the company for me would have been a good choice because that by being fully engaged in it in the first year, I know every aspect of the company. I know how long graphics takes. I know how long production takes. I know how long shipping takes. 
all of those, I know how, <laughs> how much time is spent on social media. I know how long it takes to create a post, you know? So all of the understandings of the internal workings of the company really set a foundation on, on where my strengths are and where the weaknesses are. Things that I thought I might've been weak in, I'm actually really good at. And things where I thought I was really strong in, I could actually use some support. So being fully engaged in that first year, and then for me, I was like, okay, well, that was one market that needed an application a year ago. That's still not going to stop me. I'm still going to say, hey, I think I'd be a really good fit for your market. And just putting it out there and saying, I have this product. This is what we're doing. I would love to be a part of what you're creating. And more and more and more of that. And I find any time that I didn't hesitate, the answer was always yes. If I sat there and thought about, oh, well, that market's really too big or that event is too big and I don't know if it'd be a good fit. And then I put in the application, it would be like, oh, not right now. You're not a good fit. Of course, I'm not a good fit. I've already told them I'm not a good fit. Um, yeah, so that, that first year was just like, okay, and what other areas can I get into? And what other industries am I into? And when I say what it is that I'm up to, and somebody says, well, hey, I want to have your product in my store. It wasn't a like, oh, well, we don't do that. It was like, yes. And again, we'll figure it out afterwards. Say yes. And the rest will come. I love that. I feel like that really reminds me of some of my early phases in my business to be like, can you speak at this event on this topic? And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> not having anything prepared, not being an expert on the topic, but knowing I just wanted to like, get my feet wet and really experience any opportunity that came my way because I knew that that opened a door that maybe I wouldn't otherwise have access to. So it's good advice to just say yes and figure it out, figure out how later, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The hell um, I love that. So when somebody asks you today, what tagline, they've never heard of your business before. What is your response to that? Yeah, my elevator pitch really quick. Yeah, your pitch. <laughs> um, Tagalon, we, we support and educate children about urban agriculture, primarily modern agriculture, through the sales of our t-shirts that are super soft, sustainable. Prints on them say, don't kill my vibe, cultivate, root down, plant a seed. Um, and we feel that something in there will resonate with you and help. Mm -hmm. I love that. So concise and well-crafted. <laughs> Um, I believe the company has grown much past you today. So describe like, who is your team these days? When did you make your first hire? And how many people are part of this mission today? Yeah. Um, so a few years back, uh, I was like, I, I cannot stay up till two o'clock in the morning pulling shirts. I've got to get bigger equipment. Um, so I got bigger equipment and that didn't seem to like speed up anything. I was like, maybe I could get somebody else to do this for me. Um, and so I hired someone who already had equipment and wasn't using it and wanted to get back into uh, screen printing. I thought, fantastic. I can get rid of my equipment. He can bring his in. He can take over all of the production. Um, and it was, it was great until it wasn't. Um, and this is something that I'm, I've learned is, is like really get to know like the personal side of an individual. I didn't know that um, 
Fremen's accident a few years ago, it was causing a lot of mental distress for him. And the, he didn't used to be a perfectionist, but now working for somebody else, this whole idea of like, it's gotta be perfect. I can't make a mistake. And so what I thought was someone asking me or texting me several times throughout the day about a project and just getting clarity was actually a response to um, his mental state of, you know, um, really wanting to show up in a different way. And I was in New York <laughs> and uh, I, I got like this message from a customer asking where something was. And so I called in and they said, Hey, where is it? I didn't get a response back. Um, and it turned out like he stopped coming into work for that time that I was in New York. And then in the middle of the night, um, got up and, and left and checked himself into a hospital, left his wife in the middle of the night. She had nowhere idea where he was for three days. Um, and after, after he got well, we talked about it because I said, well, hey, how can, I, how can I have shown up for you or supported you through this? Because I had no idea. Um, and what I was starting to understand is like really understand that individual, like ask them and for them to share with me that, yes, I'm struggling with this disease or I need to take medication for this or I find that after doing this amount of activity, I require this amount of rest so that I can work around what that is and know the expectation on both sides. Um, so after that experience, I was like, oh gosh, what, how, I, I wanna really show up and, and serve my employees or people that are working for me. Mm -hmm. and so this year, um, I was really clear on the on the type of character that I wanted, the type of skill set, and wrote it all down. And fortunately, um, I was introduced to some really amazing people that fit the roles that I was looking for perfectly. At first, I thought it was like one individual who could do all of these things, and it turned out to be three individuals that can really focus on their strengths and stuff that they're really really good at. Um, and we also have a new production team and uh, support for him as well. So he takes care of all of our production. Um, yeah, so that's where that is growing this year. And, and it's interesting because like I said, understanding fully where, how your company operates and finding the areas that can be accelerated by somebody else. So having somebody who is, her primarily focus is community outreach. So she's created a deck. She's created the list of people in major cities around North America where we want to start doing our garden parties. She does events, so she knows how to reach out and like, what are all the things for the events. Uh, and to her, she's like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. I can whip that up in 15 minutes where I'm like, this will take 15 weeks <laughs> of just one thing. Uh, and so seeing somebody who like really lights up around an area of support that I need and giving her full reign and saying, you take that on, she is just like over the moon. She's like, I feel free, I feel super creative, I know where I can support you and really accelerate you. I was like, how amazing is that? To give them that space and freedom to do that. So that's what I'm allowing them to do now and, and just say every week, fill me in. 
Are you feeling it this week? What's your heart? Where's your heart in this? Um, what are some things that you need support in? Is there anything that I'm missing out on that can support you to fill your tasks and roles? In yeah. That's awesome. I know it's a big step to obviously give away things that are on your plate to somebody else, not knowing like, will they be able to do it better than me? But 99% of the time, if, if that's what their gift is, and if it just feels kind of like you're doing an average job at it, and it's something that is just on your to-do list, chances yeah. are there's somebody out there who, who loves that. And like you said, who can accelerate the growth of that area of your business because they're dialed into that and that only when you, as the owner of the company, like your efforts are so spread across so many avenues. Uh, so I think that's a really gentle and nice reminder to all of us to, you know, look for those people and like kind of write that description of if you could hire three people this year, what would that look like? What would be that avatar of who they would be? Because you never know when they will appear and when you'll be ready to actually bring them onto your team and finally delegate a lot of the tasks that are holding you back from growth, right? Yeah. Um, what do you say is your role in the company today? Visionaries, there was a time in my life when I believed that being a workaholic was the key to success. I would burn the candle at both ends, rarely taking time off, and I was always putting my business first. But then I started to realize that I was tired, I was lacking creative energy, and I was almost resenting my workday. And that's when the light bulb moment went off. I needed to prioritize my self-care and make time for daily movement and nourishment because it's essential for running a successful business. And that's where Healthy Planet comes in. Healthy Planet is the leading online health food store in the country. They offer a wide range of products from gluten-free snacks to non-toxic beauty products, and they deliver straight to your doorstep. Healthy Planet is your one-stop shop for all things healthy, and their mission is to provide you with the best possible products at the most affordable prices. Plus, Plus, Healthy Planet offers a 10% discount to all listeners of the Visionary Life podcast, so it's a no-brainer to start shopping there. So start saving today and head to healthyplanetcanada.com and use the code VISIONARY2022 at checkout and you're going to save 10%. That's VISIONARY2022, VISIONARY2022 at checkout and you're going to save on your online order of $50 or more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I know it's to remain grounded in my visions. Yes. There's so many possibilities in creating um, within Tagalon. So uh, remaining grounded in, in that, that it's, it's not too far off base. And when I say too far, I don't mean like, oh, it's, it's impossible to do, but let's be mindful of the steps that are going to require us to get to that particular thing. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of the things that started to happen within Tagalon was bringing other brands to our apparel. That wasn't something I had been thinking about doing. And through like the times of saying yes, I was like, yes, actually, I would love to print for you. And so being able to print for various brands who love what we're doing and we love what they're doing, it seems fully aligned to do so. And then there's like, oh, but I want other people to know how awesome these people are that we're collaborating with. 
And so that started to create another aspect of the company in cultivating community and storytelling. And then even more so like, okay, well let's, let's create like a little mini movie of who they are, just a really quick taste of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that sparked Kismet Playgrounds, which is a production company of Tegelon um, and Kismet being, you know, it's destiny or fate and alignments. I know that when things are aligned and meant to be, uh, they just, like I said, at the very beginning, it just comes with ease and a lot of flow and it's very joyful and playful to be in that space. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that uh, Kismet Playgrounds will do that and then the iterations of what does that mean to be a production company? Who is supporting and creating these videos? What else is required to do that? And, you know, it will be as we always have been super organic and grassroots um, with the skills and people that are around me to, to lean on and, and build it. Amazing. Um, you say, you know, your main job is to say, stay grounded and hold the vision. And obviously that comes with staying inspired too. Mm. With all that you have going on, sometimes life can feel busy and just kind of like you're on autopilot. So I'm wondering how do you make sure you stay inspired? Like, do you have some routines? Do you have some rituals or tools that keep you in that inspired state so that you can keep the vision alive and growing? Yeah, great question. It's uh, any time that I start overthinking or getting into my head, then that's when I just stop and drop everything that's not where I operate from. I, I operate from the heart. So what is it that my heart needs to feel really good and to start creating from? So for me, it's, uh, it's a yoga practice. It's a meditation practice. It's breath work. Um, and I don't mean like breath work in like the whole journey sense of breath work, just being very mindful and taking breaths in and breaths out. And it could be two, three minutes. It doesn't need to be very long, but it's just that pause where your whole body can just relax and not be up here, but more like fully embodied in the present mm -hmm. moment. Um, I find when I can get to that place more often, inspiration comes very quickly. Uh, ideas come very quickly. Um, and part of it is, is believing that, you know, tapping into this higher level consciousness, everyone has access to the same information of where it is that we're all growing to grow to. It's whether or not you pull that balloon down and say, this one, this is the one that I'm going to, to float with or get carried away with. And I think we're all channels to that purpose. Um, and so inspiration for me comes from that place. And when it, when it, uh, <laughs> when it makes me feel like, Oh my God, that's too much. I'm not sure if I could do that. <laughs> For me, I know that that's an area that I need to say yes to and um, start exploring and being more curious what that means. As the, the founder of this company, um, I'm sure you're always looking to learn and grow and really up-level yourself. So I'm curious, is there a skill that you are currently focused on enhancing or up-level? up-leveling and that can either be personally or professionally or something that kind of crosses over but like what are you working to improve right now uh well you inspire me a lot in, on this actually Kelsey <laughs> and it's one of it is being visible and telling and talking more about my story quite often 
Um, but the other is like, um, knowing that I'm fully prepared for this. And why I say that you inspire me in this is, is like, like I said, you are, you're creating this podcast, you know exactly what sort of questions you want to be able to ask for your interviewee. Um, you've done your research, you've done your history, you know um, some components about me that you can ask more questions around. And then being able to act on it quickly. And when I watched you at the Dreamers Festival doing the Heroes, um, what are the acronyms? Um, uh, the Heroic Public Speaking. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, when I watched you go through that so quickly, I was like, man, I love how assured she is and the knowledge that she has and to be able to take action on that quickly. So seeing that in you, I was like, oh, I can see that in me as well. And it's an area of practice. So how can I be more, um, I'm gonna take that back because there's never a how. <laughs> the how will come, right? Like we know that the how is gonna come, uh, is being mindful and being prepared for these moments of tapping into the knowledge and information that I already have and being able to act on it confidently. Mm. What was that? That's amazing. It's so true. Like it's all inside of you. Like for you to double or triple or 10 X your company, I do believe you, you have it inside of you. And yes, it may take some nurturing or somebody to like recognize you for a skill. Maybe you don't have, but it's funny. I even think now that I asked that question, like what skill do you need to work on or add? It's like, Oh wait, no, we, we have all the skills. So it's really just about nurturing what's already inside of us. Mm-hmm. Believing that we don't need to look external to ourselves. Um, but some coaching or some support along the way can be so beneficial in just reminding us of what's already there. So yeah. thank you for that. Jen, and actually, I will add, because you said looking externally. So there is something about looking externally and getting like the validation for what it is you're doing. I'm not talking about that. And I don't think that you are either. Um, in this case, the skill that I would, <laughs> I know that I'm working on as well, is learning the ask. And primarily, if I were to like Google it and figure out where it is, like, how can I learn this? Um, and it would be the phrase like leveraging your relationship assets. I know I have wicked, awesome people in my network. Um, and I say network because I'm, I'm going to cast like a bigger net. And if we know that within their own network, there's one or two degrees that, that they know will support me, um, learning to leverage those types of relationships. And I think why, why I hesitate and go, oh, okay, this is an area that I'm learning because I've seen it done in a very easy, gummy kind of like an icky feeling, right? And like, I don't want that icky feeling for who it is that I'm asking support from. Yeah. So there's a, for me, I know that there's going to be a shift in around that. Like, what is the wording? What is, how do I approach this differently? Because um, even now, as I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, but I'm sure if I were to ask, Kelsey for something right now, she'd probably say yes. And, or at least let me figure it out for you and I'll get back to you, you know? So I, yeah. Why are we so shy to leverage our relationship assets? Because what is a relationship? It's a mutual exchange of energy. Yeah. And especially in like a 
you know, peer to peer relationship where you know, somebody has skills that you're desiring and they probably think the same of you Um, instead of going to Dr. Google and asking like, how do I start a podcast? Why don't we think I should just reach out to someone who already has a podcast? And I don't know why that is like, we've become less reliant on our peers and on humans, maybe because of the internet or the access to information that we have, but relationships are so powerful and important in any business. So a good reminder. Um, I'd love to know, is there a favorite Tegulon product that you want to plug here that you're like, oh, I love this one. Everyone should go check it out. <laughs> outside of Tagulon, like a product outside of Tagulon? No, one of your products. Oh, my products. See, I'm like, yeah. uh, oh my gosh, it's our sweatshirts. Okay. Super soft, super cozy. They're the stuff that you want. And it, I mean, it's sweater weather. weather. Um, my favorite, when I had first uh, got the material together and, and had a sweatshirt piece, was like, uh, what am I wearing underneath my sweatshirt? Am I wearing a bra? Am I not wearing a bra? Is it <laughs> off of my pajamas? Like, who knows? Who cares? Did I wear it all day yesterday? Wore it to bed? Wearing it again today? Like, it looks good, and it feels good, and it's something that you just want to have on all the time. So, yeah, it would be one of sweatshirts. I'll definitely plug those in the show notes. Um, And final question that I'd love to ask you, what do you feel is one of the best investments that you've ever made in your business? Because I think so often, like we're as early stage entrepreneurs or whoever's listening to this, like every investment feels like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, whether it's small or big. Um, But I'm just curious to hear from you. Like what have you invested in over the past years that you're like, that was so good for the growth of Tagulon. Without a doubt, without a freaking doubt, it is anything to do with your own physical health. Understanding like your three brain, three sources of energy and inspiration, understanding your gut, what is it that you're feeding it? What is it, um, how is your system operating with the nutrition that you give it? what's going on in your heart space so check out the environment that's around you um are you being loved in the way that you need to be loved do you know what it is that you need to be loved um and i'm not talking like from other people it's the love that you have for yourself so if that means you know like my mug i choose to have this particular mug it feels good in my hands i like that the hearts that are on there like really find the things around you that feel like even like our sweaters our sweaters are soft and cozy right like really enjoy the stuff that's in your environment um so that you can feel good in that environment and really fill up a lot of the heart space and understand like when those things are all operating your mindset will also start to soften and listen and pay more attention to um what your physical body is in need of, as opposed to like trying to figure it all out. Cause again, the how will come. <laughs> um, and so understanding any of those physical investments and it could be a lot of money if we're talking like investment in terms of money. Um, and it doesn't have to be at all. If you can just start by understanding those three areas of your physical body and really paying attention to taking care of it this vessel will allow you to do everything else in your life and in your business with much more um, joy and ease and flow. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I so agree with you on that. I think it's kind of one of the most under talked about topics in business is like, who cares what strategies you're running? If you don't feel good, how are you going to do anything well in your business? And that really starts with your health and your well-being and you know what you're putting in your body to do your best creative thinking. And yeah. so I love that. And I'm totally on board with <laughs> there and, and that being an investment that is not necessarily business related or growth related um, for, for your company, but it is in an indirect way. So definitely a good reminder. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that wisdom on life podcast. I know that our community is going to love hearing your story and I would love to just leave them with um, where can they find you? And do you have anything that you would like to share that might be of interest to them, events, promotions, um, or ways that they can connect with you? For sure. Uh, so you can find Tagalon um, online, tagalon.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram page that you can shop off of and Facebook as well. So all of our social platforms. Um, it being the holidays coming up, our apparel is the perfect gift for anyone in your family who is an aspiring farmer or urban farmer uh, who's a foodie um, and kids as well. Uh, when they wear our, our sweet little shirts, it's so fun. The Get Dirty one is, it seems fitting for children to have a Get Dirty t-shirt and just be outside. And then for next year, uh, one of our big plans is to um, host garden parties throughout North America and some of the bigger cities that we've been to already, where we know that community gardens are a necessity. So if there's a city that you're in that would love to see a garden party for kids and for adults to almost have like a petting zoo for vegetables, <laughs> um, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do about bringing a, a garden party to your city. That is amazing. I'm so looking forward to hearing more about that. And uh, I'll plug all of those links in our show notes. So thank you, Henrietta, and hope to speak again with you on the show maybe one day soon. Yes, please. Thank you. So I'm sitting here with Marianne today. She's a professional in-home organizer. Uh, Marianne, how would you introduce yourself if you were to give like a 20 second elevator pitch? What do you tell people that you do? Uh, I would say, yeah, home organizer, professional organizer. So I go in and help families that are overwhelmed with clutter um, and just disorganization in general and just help them kind of create more calm and clutter-free spaces. Mm -hmm. And when did you first start your business? Uh, officially, probably last fall. Mm -hmm. I would say I had like my first few clients last fall, last winter. Yeah. And we started working together probably late fall, early winter. So yeah. you had been yeah. in your business a couple months at that point, but I'm curious if you can share why you decided to reach out for support and ultimately hire a business and marketing coach. Like what was going on that you felt like you needed help? Yeah. So at that point I was still working full-time, like in my traditional job and I was doing this on the side and it was kind of one of those breaking points where it was, I, I know I couldn't keep up with both. So I was going to have to make a decision. And in order to make that decision fully, I felt like I knew I had to kind of go all in. And in order to do that, I knew I needed a little bit of extra support. I knew I like had had it in me, but it was kind of like, you just need someone just with some, some of it's practical stuff. Like a lot of it is practical stuff, but a lot of it too, is just the support and just having someone say like, yes, this is a good route or yeah, maybe tweak this or ask kind of questions that you wouldn't think of yourself just because it's so it you're doing it so solo that having mm -hmm. just someone there makes such a huge difference. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've been through that so many times too. And it's like, for you and I, we came from a corporate job where you have a team of people yeah. or you have a manager or a yeah. boss or a peer or a colleague, where you can mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I'm about to do this. What do you think? Or, yes. Hey, yeah. what do you want to do for next month's yeah. campaign? But yeah. then all of a sudden you start your own business and you're like, right. I have nobody yeah. to chat with except for my yeah. dog or my partner who doesn't even <laughs> want to listen to me yes. at 7 p.m. at night. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just curious, what are some of the key things that you accomplished over the last four or five months? What have some of the results been of working together? Yeah. Like wild, I would say <laughs> like when it started off, it was like, even just the first few weeks, I remember thinking like, what have I done kind of thing. And then, <laughs> and then it just kind of flowed. And I start kind of, as you gain a little bit of success, you get a little bit more confident and a little bit more confident. And then you start to know that, you know, that voice inside you is, you know, is right and is correct. And you should follow your gut. And then from there, I decided to, that I was going to go all in and I did leave my corporate job really recently, like maybe a month and a half ago. And, um, within like, I would say like the first three weeks I was off for finished work. I've been pretty much full-time, like, like hired full-time. So I've been working full-time hours, um, in people's homes organizing. So, which is more than I could have asked for. It was the perfect entrance to it. I feel so, so lucky. And yeah, so that was the big one leaving work. And, you know, I've had, I've increased my social media presence and, um, my website looks totally different, um, than when we first started, which is also huge. And then having more of a presence just on like Google, I would say it's a huge one that I was kind of missing out on. So that's another big one that I found has been super helpful. Mm. Well, huge congratulations on being able to make the transition. That's not an easy shift, but no. you've proven to yourself that with hard work and dedication and just getting that confidence to be built up through those small micro wins, yeah. you're proving that you do have what it takes and you always had what it takes, but yes, sometimes mm -hmm. we just need a little accountability and a little mm -hmm. support. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and we will be cheering you on the whole way through. So thanks thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.